Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're gonna to do a stock analysis on MRO Marathon Oil. For today's stock analysis, I'm gonna give my price target. We're gonna look at Q4 2021 results, the fundamentals, dividend information, and I'll give my final thoughts. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Also hit that like button. Thank you so much for watching. Now back to your content. All right, now for my price target. When I did my last stock analysis on November 12th, I gave guidance of 19 to $20 in the next 12 months. We've hit that. They were trading around $17 at the time. Right now, my guidance is $25 in the next 12 months. I did a video a few weeks ago about um, updating of that price. Um, in that update, I said that if we saw weak earnings, we could see a 35% downside of MRO based off of some of the financials I was looking at. I'm here to tell you that is basically out the window. They delivered in the latest Q4. And if they continue to move forward like that, this downside is, is all but behind us, okay? Um, now, pay attention to crude prices moving forward. That's going to be critical on where the stock price goes from here. But if we're able to maintain around $80 a barrel, we should be fine, I think perfectly fine moving forward. All right, next up, let's look at earnings. So for Q4 of 2021, um, MRO reported normalized earnings per share at 77 cents compared to the analyst estimates at 56 cents. They beat by about 37% uh, or 21 cents above the analyst expectations. The gap side, they also beat by 27 cents. Revenue, they reported 1.8 billion compared to 1.54 or they beat by 256 millions or roughly uh, 16%. So overall, this was really great news. Um, as we go forward, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the financials, but first let's look at the earnings highlights. All right, moving into earnings highlights. So for full year 2021, net income came in at 946. For Q4, it was 592. Earnings per share came in at $1.20 for a full year and 77 cents for the quarter. I'll talk about later why this net income and this earnings per share is important. Um, moving forward for the valuation and what we can expect to see moving forward. We'll talk about that in the financial section. They executed $1 billion of share repurchases or about 8% of the shares outstanding. That's excellent. And they have about $1.7 billion authorized um, for continued share repurchases. And that at today's prices is about 10% of their current market cap. So that's really good there. Um, so if that is executed, like let's say hypothetically they executed today, they could have since October almost gotten rid of 18% of shares outstanding, close to 20%. That's, that's pretty awesome. They raised the dividend from in Q4 from $0.06 cents to $0.07 cents, or year over year from $0.03 cents to $0.07. Cents. Um, not much of a dividend yield on this one, around 1%. We'll talk about that later as well. The return they expect to give to shareholders is at least 40% um, of uh, cash from operations to equity investors if um, uh, WTI is greater than or equal to 60. For example, in this last quarter, they gave 70, uh, they returned 70% in Q4. Again, oil prices went for around $80 a share on the average. So just keep that in mind. Now production in 2022 is expected to be relatively flat. And we've seen that across multiple producers at this point. Um, and it looks to be the norm. No one's really going crazy with their oil production. And for CapEx, they uh, expect $1.2 billion in CapEx budget for 2022. We'll talk a little bit about this. All right, so moving on to the fundamentals and financials. So the first thing I did when I was going to do my analysis prior to earnings, 
I kind of went back and I reviewed what is it going to take to get us back to 2014 prices. And there are three main areas in which I saw problems, especially in the three quarters, you know, the first three quarters of 2021. Now, the first one was revenue. If we look at revenue in 2014 and in the years prior, they were above $10 billion in revenue. And in the trailing 12 months, they had $4.6 billion in revenue. Big problem there. You're not even half there, right? On the net income side, we have a very similar problem. They had about negative $41 million in net income. Now, a lot of that was due to the, so it was a trailing 12 months, there was a negative 300 something million dollars and that was bringing it down. And we saw in Q3, somewhere around $200 million in net income, but it's still, if you analyze that, was not going to be quite enough to get where we needed to be. You know, it's gonna be on the lower side. Now, and if we saw weak net, net income, we were gonna have a problem. And then the third thing was uh, earnings per share. We had negative five earnings per share. Again, the, the trailing 12 months was, uh, there was the last quarter that had a pretty bad, uh, it was back end of 2020, which was a bad quarter. Um, but, but now we have, um, we had good news. We had good net income and we had good diluted earnings per share. So now I wanna show you why I'm very excited about what the financials now look like. All right, so with the updates of Q4 of 2021, we have full year uh, 2021 coming in at 5.46 in total revenue and gross profit coming in at 4.2, a really good conversion rate um, and the cost of revenues remaining relatively consistent, even with an increase in revenue. So that's great to see. You can even compare that back to 2020 and it's, I mean, look at the cost of revenue, just almost barely up by $100 million, but over $2 billion in revenue. So that's really getting to drop down to the bottom line um, quite, quite nicely. So looking at net income, you can see that it went from negative 41 in the trailing 12 months to 946. So big difference there. Um, and then net income, if you look back in 2012, 2013, 2014, it was around that range. So that's great. Now the last piece of the puzzle is what do we do with earnings per share? So diluted earnings per share came in at 77 cents. Now trailing or no full year was a dollar 20, but if we even annualize that at 70 cents, that brings us an EPS of $2 and 40 cents which gets us in line with 2012 and 2014, where they're trading around $30 a share. Granted, there is probably about 10 or 15% more, 10 or 15% more shares outstanding. Um, but granted, I just, with those with those share buybacks, they could get us a little bit closer to where they were back um, in 2014. So those are a lot of good things in their favor. Let's talk about the earnings per share and how that could actually be higher based off of where stock uh, oil prices go from here. All right, so where are earnings per share going in 2022? So what we know in Q4 was that it came in at 77 cents per share and crude ranged from 67 to $85 a barrel. Not sure exactly what their average was, but that's where it was trading for in that time period. Um, so far in Q1, crude started around 60 or $76 by the end of January, they're around 88, and currently they're around $93 a barrel. So based off of what we're looking at, we could see a potential very sharp increase in revenue um, over Q1 from Q4. Uh, and if oil continues to go to $100 a barrel, which I think is likely, we could see that go, any, go even higher. So just from a conservative perspective, let's say they had some, I mean, I'm missing something in this analysis and 
moving forward, they're only able to get 70 cents earnings per share for, for, for full year 20, uh, not for, per share for full year, but in each quarter um, for 2022, that would bring them at $2.40. And I think that's if oil continues to trade sideways, to be honest. Um, on the middle of, of, my, of my guess, and this is honestly where my more of my convictions lies, is that oil goes to $100 a barrel. I've repeated that over and over again in several videos, um, is I think they can get about 80, 80, 80 earnings per 80 cents per share uh, per quarter, which would get them up to $3.20. Now on the aggressive side of this, what happens if oil gets back to 2012, 2013, and 2014 prices where it got up above and sustained uh, and then it reached 120, 130 for some period of time in 2014. Um, could we see Marathon, where, where's Marathon going from there, right? But on the earnings per share side, I think we'll probably see around a dollar uh, per quarter if that's the case. Obviously, um, things would have to change um, right now. So I don't think 80 cents, uh, I mean, we could see 80 cents in Q1 um, based off of where we were at with 77 cents, but just being conservative with these numbers, right? I don't want to be, I mean, these are aggressive cases. However, <clears throat> I still have some built-in conservative nature to them based off of just my, um, uh, you know, the way I, I do things. Now, another thing I wanted to point out, the analysts have their earnings per share for full year 2022 at $2.56. Again, that's a little bit higher than my conservative estimate and a little bit lower than my mid, uh, you know, pretty pretty far off from my mid estimate. And I think this has not been, uh, based off of what I was looking at, their earnings per share for um, Q1 has not been revised yet. I expect some revisions over the subsequent days as uh, analysts start to digest this information. Um, but I do expect that earnings per share estimate for full year 2022 to go up and for Q1 to go up as well. Um, I think it's still around 50 something cents for Q1 of 2022. Yeah, Q1 of 2022, last time I checked. Um, so obviously that is incorrect um, if they're even able to deliver like they did in this previous quarter. So this is really good news. And I think this is something that could help us get to 30 to $40 MRO. However, other things have to occur again. All right, so they announced $1.2 billion in capital expenditure budget for full year 2022. This is up from their four previous four quarters. So I just wanted to highlight that. So it is a little bit of an increase, probably about $200 million, um, give or take a little bit, um, but it's not huge. Um, so we may see a little bit of impact, but spread out over four quarters. Um, it shouldn't be that big of a it shouldn't be that big of a problem at all, honestly. But I did want to just note. Um, and again, their assumptions are assuming $80 barrel oil with that $3 billion free cash flow. And at $60 billion, it basically cuts their free cash flow in half to 1.6. So just keep that in mind. All right, moving on into dividend information. So currently their dividend yields are around 1.36, annual dividend of about 28 cents. Their cash uh, sorry, their, their dividend on a quarterly basis is currently at $0.07 cents per share. Um, that's up from $0.03 cents per share this time last year. And one other thing to note is back in 2014 or so, they were they had a dividend around $0.20 cents a share. Um, I don't think that that's where they're going with this, but um, that's just something to keep in mind. So 
I don't think this is a dividend stock. This is clearly not a dividend stock if you're if you're looking at uh, where the dividend yield is. And even if they raised it um, to 20 cents a share, it's not like it's going to make a huge difference. Maybe two percent, two maybe three percent. Sorry, um, but it's not going to be huge. So just keep that in mind. Uh, this is not a dividend like high yield dividend stock. All right, so now for my final thoughts on MRO. Now, my main concern going into earnings was net income and earnings per share. It looks like based off of what we saw, that concern is kind of out the window and it looks like good things ahead for MRO based off of the trajectory of oil prices, in my opinion, going somewhere near $100 per share. I think this year, I think probably in the next two to three, what, three to four months, I should say. Now, with that being said, MRO does present, I think, a good opportunity. However, at these prices, I think for new investors, there is some risk. Again, I still think there is 20% downside if crude um, somehow takes a shift. There's another um, lockdown, whatever it may be, that causes crude to go down. Maybe we see some cheating at OPEC. Who knows? Um, somebody is not uh, truthful on how much they're actually producing. Um, you know, it, it's happened before, right? So I just want to make sure people understand that there is risk with, you know, definitely all these. But but based off of what we saw in Q4 and what we're seeing with oil prices, oil production and oil prices and where they're headed, it looks like MRO is, has green pastures ahead, at least in the short to medium term. Um, so moving forward, I think $25 a share on the price target is pretty conservative. I think it does have more upside in the name, $30, potentially $40 if we continue to see oil prices go up to maybe $120. And who knows, if they're able to get their earnings per share up closer to where they were in 2014, why not? Also, as they bring their share, um, their, their number of outstanding shares even lower, it makes it even more, uh, you know, it makes it even more valuable. So there's a lot of good things that MRO is doing. Um, if you go back, you can see that leadership has been buying into the name as it went down. Um, so for new investors, again, there is some risk for people who've been holding since it's been like $4. Um, you know, I, I think there's I think there's a lot more upside and I think the risk reward is definitely there for those investors at least for me. Obviously, this is an investment advice. Do your own research. Um, if you see any issues with my thesis, if you see any issues with what I showed in the financials and what my concerns were, or if you see any risk or issues, let me know down in the comments below. Um, I'm happy to look into it and I'm happy to have the conversation with you there. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. Also, if you don't mind, please hit that like button. It helps me out a lot. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.